Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies growing up in high school and going into college, American Pie. I remember when this movie came out, went and saw it at the Majest or at the uh, Rolling Hills 4 Theater, which is now a just a slew of different buildings. They tore it down. But this movie, when it came out, was huge. I mean, it was this, and there's something about Mary kind of brought back R-rated comedies. You know, up until then, it was all PG-13. Jim Carrey was kind of running everything. And this movie just really kind of took, like, high school movies to, to a whole new level. Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't – this is one I didn't see in theaters. I was a little too young to see it. Um, but I saw it, like, on a VHS, I remember. But it's it was one of those movies that, like, just the – like, you heard about it, though. It was kind of a movie when you were younger you wanted to go see because everybody was talking about it. Uh, older people – you know, the older high school kids were talking about it. You'd see, like, you know – You'd have people that would be like, hey, man, do you, do you hear about what's in that movie, blah, blah, blah. So it was almost like one of those movies that, like, it it, it kind of made it to where you wanted to see it even more because it was almost one of those ones, at, at least at my age, you weren't really supposed to see it yet because, you know, it's a, it's a bit – it's a, it, it did. It did bring back the raunchy comedy. Yeah, and I think it did kind of what Porky's and movies like that did, but did it more in, like, a – sincere way you know what i mean like it wasn't the the plots are very similar you know it's just guys trying to get laid or whatever but they do a much better job of showing like kind of that awkwardness of your first time and kind of learning that and and while you know there's a couple scenes that are a bit outlandish in my opinion everything else is about as spot on for high for a high school movie that i can think of yeah, I mean, again, I, I I think that if we're just if we're just kind of kicking it off with the impact of the movie, I think that this is one of those ones that kind of came out of nowhere. People really weren't, um, you know, at the time, like none of these none of these actors or actresses were big time names. Um, this kind of catapulted a lot of careers, and I think that it did. There was a there was a time in the '90s where a lot of the high school movies started becoming more like uh, they kind of moved Hollywood kind of moved away from that raunchy comedy of the 80s because the 80s had every raunchy comedy it was it just became stale and this one brought it back but brought it back in a good way with they kept the raunchiness they kept the high school aspects but like you said they brought back a lot of the characters actually were three-dimensional characters you know they actually had like you know not all the characters in the movie had like you know some of the characters are just there for eye candy and some of the characters are just there for like a one-off joke or whatever. But the main core group of guys and the main core group of girls in this movie, like had the characters were way more developed than a lot of those raunchy comedies from like the eighties. Well, and I think something they did very well, and this kind of leads into the first thing I want to talk about is all of the, all of the characters you identify with certain parts of them. So, like for me, well, you're like a Finch in a way. No, I knew, I knew that's your least favorite character. No, yeah, yeah, but but he's vital to the movie. That and there are things about each. Again, there are things about each character that 
kind of speak to me and are kind of what I was at that at that time. And or you had a friend that you could be like, man, that like my buddy's just like this guy, or my buddy's yeah, just like yeah. I know a guy just like this. We had a guy in high school that was kind of like Stifler in in the sense that he was just like like he hung around with us, but it wasn't like he got on our nerves more than you know we enjoyed. The guy, I mean, we got along with the dude, and the dude's not a bad guy or anything, but he did do things that just drove you crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, for instance, like, Jim. So, like, the curiosity and kind of, like, um, cluelessness about sex and all that, like, that that was me when I was in high school, you know, because you're just, you're not aware of it until you're, you know, doing the thing. So there's really no way to kind of build your way up to that. Um, Oz, obviously, you know, he played sports. I played sports. Um, Kevin was in a relationship. Same thing. You know, you have those relationships where you're not sure if they're going to go to the college stage or if they're just going to stay in high school. And then with uh, Finch, uh, you know, I, I didn't take poops at school. Yeah. So And then Stifler, you know, Stifler is probably the one that's the toughest to relate to for most people. Like, Stifler is kind of the um, – he he's the most uh, heightened character in terms of the how they wrote the character. Like, and what's so cool about it all is you could argue that Sean William Scott, out of that whole group of guys, probably has the most thriving career, or probably made the most, you know, did the most out of those group of guys. I mean, Jason Biggs there for a while yeah. was doing a lot of things, but I'm talking about Sean William Scott is still making some movies. He was in a couple of big movies. You know, he's in the Rundown. Um, I think Sean William Scott Goon. was, yeah, Goon. I mean, Sean William Scott is hilarious to me. Um, I want to, I want to flip it back to, um, uh, uh, remind me of the guys, uh, the actor's name. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's the guy from uh, Rookie of the Year. He, you know, oh, um, Thomas Ian Nichols. Yeah, or uh, Nicholas. That was like the biggest star, man, for me. I was, I was just thinking that he was probably the most well known because he had been in that and then uh, a kid in what was it like a kid in King Arthur's King Court. Arthur's Court yeah. But Rookie of the Year was like huge yeah. for yeah. us growing up. I, I loved that movie. So when I saw him in this, I was like, whoa, man, it's got Rookie of the Year in it, you know? So I always love movies, um, kind of like this. It kind of, I, I always love, especially, especially talking about it years later because. You can look back and be like, man, that kind of catapulted. It's kind of like Fast Times Ridgemont High. Like it catapulted, not to that degree, because Fast Times has like people that are yeah. A-list movies. But like it really did catapult a lot of careers, this movie did, because of just the huge success of it. It spawned multiple sequels. They've made them over the past two decades. And for a high school raunchy comedy, that's incredible that they've that people are still caring enough about those characters that they want to revisit them 20 years down the line. Yeah, and I think of all... For a simple, like you said, kind of raunchy, Porky's-type movie, they got a lot out of that. You know, I mean, they made... There's four total movies in that series, and all of them are pretty good. Um, I still think the first one's the best. You you said that uh, Reunion's your favorite? Uh, I love... I, again, it's always when you watch them. So, yeah. like, you know, when I was a kid, the first one was the best. Now that I'm older, I'm out of high school, Reunion spoke to me more. So that's right. what I really like about movies. And that's why I like revisiting me at different stages of my life. Is like some of them hold up, some of them not as much. But uh, with American Pie, with Amer- you know, American Reunion is just one that as right now at my age, it really spoke to me because it's like that 
you know, and again, I know this American Pie, so let's stay on that. But I, I really thought American Reunion, like that, that had no reason to be any good. Mm-hmm. And it really surprised me with how good it was. I really enjoyed it. And I like how they bring back the little side characters that just have one line. In and the they movie. came back to the movie as well. It's kind of like Wet Hot American Summer. I just, I just said that. No, no, I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that when they come back, like they come back because the movie, it's like they owe something to the movie. Cause you know, it's not like anybody had a bad time there, Yeah, you know? And so they came back, not only did they come back, but they wanted to come back and do like that. You know, they probably came in for a day and shot that movie. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, John Cho. Yeah. He has one, like maybe two scenes in reunion, but they're like incredible. Yeah. And he, and in the first one, he's in there, I think one or two scenes and it's like you said, it's just cool to see guys that are, I mean, if we're being honest, John Cho probably went on to have some of the biggest movies with the Harold and Kumar. Yeah. I was sticking to like the main no, group yeah, of guys. Yeah. yeah I yeah, know yeah. what you're saying, but he still comes back and to do a line, you know, yeah. and to do uh one little scene. But I think that the smart thing that they did with the American pie series is they, chose very specific times in the guy's lives. So the first one is senior year, right before prom. Second one is first year of college, kind of being away, kind of, you know. Third one is Jim's getting married, American wedding. And then obviously the fourth one is the reunion. So they didn't, and they were able to bring back everybody except for, I think, Chris Klein, was out by reunion. Or I no, think no, no, Chris no. Klein was in reunion. reunion. I don't he think wasn't Sean, in wedding. Wa- Sean William Scott, I don't believe. Was Sean William Scott in reunion as well? He's in all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what confused me too is because somebody's not in it. Chris Klein's not in the third him. one, I don't think. Okay, yeah. I think everybody came back for reunion, if I if I remember correctly. Um, the only one I'm not 100% sure on is... Uh, I mean, Tara, I know Tara, Tara Reed, Reed came back. I mean, I think everybody came back for that one. That's what made it so cool. I think the reason I thought Sean William Scott had, but yeah, now that I think about, of course Sean William Scott's in it. I don't know why I thought he was. Yeah, out. Terror, yeah, everybody's everybody was back for reunion. So that was the subtraction. Was that's what surprised me is that Sean William Scott came back for wedding, but uh, Chris Klein didn't. And wedding, the reason wedding didn't work, and again we'll get back on American Pie in a second, but the the, the we're just kind of showing off the like the legacy of it, like how it's still relevant. But what I thought was weird about Wedding is they kind of made that, and I think it was because Sean William Scott at the time was probably the biggest draw. That was like a Stifler movie. Well, and not only that, but they they upped the Stifler part of it by like 10. Yeah. Like he, he is a way more, he's a way bigger version of Stifler than he was in the first movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's almost to the point where it's, it's like, really annoying. And I thought they did a great job with Reunion of finally kind of going into the whole... Why uh, he is like that, yeah. Well, not only that, but why his, you know, his friends, you know, it's like you said, his the, he was part of the group, but he was a guy that if he, he wasn't, it was almost like he was only there for, like, the other guy's entertainment. It was never like, man, let's invite Stifler. It was like Stifler showed up and they dealt with it. Well... Or, you know, in the first one, they um, they actually made a made a point about that's where the party is at the end of prom is at his uh, mom's, like, lake house or something. Yeah. And they're saying that's why we were friends with him for four years, you know, yeah. so they could. And I like how in American Pie, now that we're, we're back on American Pie, uh, I like how 
the the friends in this movie all have different interests and stuff. So like, um, there there it doesn't feel like really stereotyped with the cat. Like with the you know, even though it could have been because you have Chris Klein as the jock, you got Stifler as the tool, you have uh, Jason Biggs as the version. Uh, you have, you know, this guy's the relationship guy. You have Finch as, like, the artsy, like, you know what I'm saying? They, they had stereotypes about him, but during the movie, they never, like, became one-dimensional where it's just like, oh, Jim is just, like, such a moron the whole, or, like, he's so, like, innocent the whole time. Like, he's actively trying to do, and it's the same with Chris Klein as, like, an athlete. Like, he's got a soft side to him. Um, even Stifler, who's probably could be considered the most one-dimensional character out of the core group of guys he has a little bit more to him you know so i think that was the thing that i really liked was that there wasn't any um any character because that's what you had in the 80s man was like a lot of that like very one-dimensional yeah Yeah. and this kind of i thought they really did a good job making the characters feel like like you said earlier feel like either you related to them or you related to a some it was like a friend of yours or somebody you went to school mm-hmm. with. I think that's the big draw of high school movies is kind of reliving that for a little bit and kind of, you know, seeing where you are now as opposed to then. Well, and they do a good job too of like so Oz is like the good looking one of the group and early on he's like dating this college girl and he's talking, you know, to his friends about it and all this. But then he makes a really stupid high school mistake when he's talking to her and it kind of just brought everyone down to the same playing field, you know? Cause it's like, yeah, this guy. And I think what happens a lot of times too, is you think, Oh, well this guy wouldn't be struggling to meet girls and stuff. And like, it's not necessarily that way, especially, you know, if you're look, when you're in, in high school and you're playing sports and stuff, like a lot of guys, they, that's all they focus on. And for him, you know, that was probably the case. And he just didn't, once you kind of get in that mindset, like it's, you're still thinking about the other things, but it's not, um, it's not something that you're really focused on unless it's, you know, part of the bet or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, and I think that having, again, we talked about this in, in, uh, you know, in one of, in us, in an episode before when we have, when we've talked about super bad before, it's like, okay, the, the the plot is super simple. It's like, you know, group of mm-hmm. friends want to lose their virginity at prom. That's, I love movies that take a simple tagline. It's like something you can kind of advertise to the masses. Like that kind of piqued everybody's interest. It's like, oh, that told you right out of the gate. Like elevator pitch. You're telling a studio exec. This is about a group of guys in high school that want to lose their virginity by prom. That's the whole movie. But it could have been really you know, just about the sex the whole time, which it kind of is, but there's other elements of it. And you mentioned being afraid to talk to like, that's a good segue into talking about the, the girls in the movie. Like I'd say that Tara Reed after this movie was probably the, the care, the actress that like Hollywood death, like really tried to make a star there for mm-hmm. like five years. I mean, she was in everything. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, Allison Hannigan probably had the biggest, like, you know, oh, she's had the biggest career for sure. Well, not only that, but when you, other than the pie scene, um, that was the scene that everybody was quoting. Even if you didn't see it, you're like, what? You know, the band camp, you know, that was like a scene that everybody had quoted at some point. And then, like you said, you know, again, just doing the roll call, but like Mina, uh, Mina Savari or whatever, um, you know, 
she went on. Did this come out before American Beauty or after? I believe it came came out before. Because um, I think this came out in 98 or 97, right? No, this came out in uh, 99. 99, okay. So They came out in the same year. So Yeah, okay. So that that's what was really cool about this movie was that the girls, a lot of the 80s um, raunchy comedies, you know, and they got their place in cinema history, and th- those are fun. Um but the one thing it lacked was like all the like fem- like girl characters in those movies were like had no like they had nothing else other than being like a uh, a prize for the guys in the movie like they mm-hmm. didn't really have anything about them you know mm-hmm. um other than like some of the grace like fast times all this different stuff this one the girls i loved how they went away from the guys on a few scenes and just focused on the girls and the girls are like talking kind of raunchy and talking dirty and talking about how they wish that they would do this and this you know so i think that was another big strength of the movie well and one of my favorite characters in the movie is uh natasha leone's character yeah because she's just kind of like she's never in any intimate scenes with any, with anyone but she's always taught like it, she's like the big mystery of the thing is like okay is she like, is she hooking up with all these dudes, you know? And then, like, you know, she ends up helping um, Finch, you know, by telling these girls these different rumors about him. And, um, but but I really I really liked her character almost more than just about anybody in that movie because it was just so kind of different than... Um, and, I, and like you said, each... Not only does each male character feel different and have their own, you know... Uh, successes and shortcomings the the females are the same too you know like uh mina suvari's character is way different than tara reed's character mm-hmm. tara reed's character is way different than um natasha leone's character so and allison hannigan obviously is way different than everybody but yeah uh american pie came out in july of that year american beauty came out in september so that was a pretty big year for Mina Savari. Yeah, and I think that the reason I brought that up is because, you know, I talked about it like kind of catapulting, so I just wanted to make sure that that came out first. Um, but it did. It kind of – the thing that I think was surprising is that – and I, this might have been why Chris Klein didn't end up doing a wedding. Maybe he was trying to do some more different roles. But a lot of these actors, um, you know, the interesting thing about it is, is like the, the, the roles are iconic – but, like, when you're thinking about some of the actors, it's not like you only think of them in that. Like, Jason Biggs has been in enough stuff where, like, you're not only thinking him as, like, the American Pie guy. You're not only thinking of Sean William Scott as Stifler. Like, they've been in enough stuff where they've kind of, you know, it's not like it's that icon. You know, it's not like Daniel Radcliffe as Harry Potter. It's not like you only think of him as that. So I was a little surprised that more of the, the cast didn't have more... And again, I mean, how you want to define success is up to you. I mean, some of them are still working, so that's success to me. But I just meant, like, how that didn't catapult them into more stuff for those first, like, two, three, four years. You know, I was a little surprised by that. Well, I just think when you're at that age, you're definitely typecast in those type of roles. And I just think they had, you know, there was a ton of movies like this that came out right after that. And then you also had the, you know, the She's All That's and the... 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, you had all those, like, high school PG-13 movies that were constantly being made. Um, Chris Klein was in one that was, uh, what was that movie that was with him and Lily Sobieski? I can't remember. I don't think I ever watched that. Josh but I know Hartnett. what you're talking about. It's like a love triangle movie. Yeah. There for a while, there was also a push there for a while. I think it was, um, there was like a sick girl 
phase in Hollywood for like yeah. three or four years. It was like Walk to Remember. Like there was a lot of that. I, I remember that movie. It was not a high school movie, but it was like Sweet November or something. It had yeah. like Charlize Theron in it. So there for a while, they were, you know, like you said, Hollywood, they see something successful. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't really look at what's successful about it. They just try to emulate it. And that's why you get a lot of throwaway movies. Some of them are entertaining, but that's what you saw in the 80s. I mean, you saw Animal House. Like, you saw everybody trying to replicate that. And instead of trying to figure out, like, what we liked about it, they just thought, oh, they're going to like anything that's like, you know, it's like almost like a quick, like, little cash grab. Um, But I think American Pie has stood the test of time. Um, I think people still watch it. I think new audiences still discover it. And even though people are desensitized to this stuff now, I don't think it would shock anybody. I still think a couple of scenes in that movie, if you're watching it for the first time, are still pretty shocking, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, that's a good segue for me. You know, we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about, you know, I don't want to say it's a star-making role, but it was like, brought him to a new audience, but Eugene Levy in this. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that out. Cause I was just about to, I mean, he's he, like, you talk about scene stealing and movies and stuff. Literally every scene he's in, it's like, you might as well have all the other actors. Like you can't even remember because he's so good in every single scene. He's, he's in. the best character in that movie. Yeah. Like his awkwardness with trying to help his son, you know, discover sex and, and this different stuff. It's just so, like, genuine, you know? Like, like that could be anyone's dad, you know? And I think that was the great thing about Eugene Levy and why he's still so great today is that he he makes you just feel so comfortable. Like, it's almost kind of like you're, you're thinking, man, I wish, you know, I wish my dad would have, you know, not, not saying our dad, you know, uh, was bad at that stuff, but I'm just saying, like, it's almost like, man, I, I wish my dad was that cool to talk to about tough stuff, you know, or like, you know, or is that understanding if I did the things that Jim did, you know? Yeah, because again, you had that, you had that trope in the eighties mm-hmm. where, and and again, you, these movies are good, but like you had that trope where like the parents were just afterthoughts. The parents were only there to serve as a plot device to bring like oh they're coming home early to bust this party yeah. or they're you know they're the ones telling the character not to do it they were kind of there as a plot device for like the characters like a hurdle to get over like got to get past the parent like you know with this and uh you know we even alluded to it with 10 things about you with the dad and that like now the dads are becoming an active role in the movies and i thought that that was a really smart decision to use eugene levy in that way because your first instinct is if he, when he catches him with the pie, it's going to be like this like horrifying thing. And it's almost like you get a little sense that he's almost glad he saw it because it finally gives him an opportunity to like be a dad, like to talk to Jim about stuff that he even did. You know, he doesn't go into everything he did, but you almost get this sense that like, what was he doing when he was that age? You know, why is he so understanding? Was he doing like other stuff, you know? So I thought that that was another smart decision that they made was kind of not using the parents in this movie as like, you know. Just fodder. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they were an active participant in the movie and a character you looked forward to seeing on screen. Well, two of my favorite scenes, again, like you said, with Eugene Levy, just every scene he's in, he steals it. But two of my favorite scenes are where he brings them the magazines and he's, you know, showing him, he's like, oh, turn to page 
you know, 47. He's like, oh, did you see that? You know, and he's like going over it with, with Jim, you know, and then like he'll run into Jim in the hallway and he'll be like, oh, and, uh, you know, by the way, uh, your uncle masturbated a lot, you know, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just, you know, he's trying so hard to make it not awkward, but at the same time, he's making it extremely awkward. Yeah. But again, man, he, he was such a, um, great part of that movie and really kind of holds those scenes in between like the, the really raunchy stuff. he, he holds them together where normally those movies would kind of like have a huge lull, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I, I think he's great. Well, and another scene that I think the best directed scene, like the best like scene, like, you know, to me is when, um, you know, Jim, they're, they're, uh, they're watching Shane Elizabeth, like undress on the webcam mm-hmm. and he's having to go back and forth. And I was like, get in there, man. Yeah. And it's just like, it's this, it's got like almost everything. It's got suspense. It's got some horror because it's a horrifying situation. Like if you're like a, you know, for her, because she's in there like on a webcam, she's, you know, they're, they're putting it out for everybody to see without realizing it. Um, it's just like, it's so cringy, but you can't look away. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like a, it's like an accident. Yeah. And you know, we didn't talk about Shannon Elizabeth yet, but uh, again, other than Tara Reid, I think, she was another person that like for like two or three years after this movie, like you, she was on every like Maxim magazine, every like, you know, she was everywhere. And I think that she, um, you know, for, for her to have such a small role, it's kind of like Phoebe Cates and, um, and fast times. It was a role. It was like an iconic, like moment, you know, it was like an iconic, like scene, you know, because, uh, and, and that kind of propelled her career too. But like, I'd say out of all the people in the movie, that was one of the harder roles I feel like to do for any of the actors was like her to have to do that because she had to like kind of be a foreign exchange student. She kind of, you know, she didn't play it overly ditzy and stupid. She was, she was kind of, well, she was just kind of like a fish out of water, you know, like she, she, she wasn't dumb. She just couldn't, speak the language, which, yeah, you know, yeah. is, is going to, and she kind of participated in it. It could have like, the scene could have been over. Like when he walked in, he's like, you need another hand or whatever he says. I forget, but he says, um, looks like you could use a hand. Yeah. And it could have just ended there where she like gets mad or whatever, but then it even gets weirder. Yeah. And she wants him to strip and it's just like, and then he throws the thing in front of the camera. Yeah. And it's just a really good scene that still holds up that, like I said, we were talking about scenes that, when you revisit them, like some work, some maybe don't, that's a scene that still gets a laugh from the audience. You well, know? and it, um, so the song that's playing while Jim is going back and forth and doing all this stuff is a green day song. And then, or not green day, I'm sorry, blink One Eighty Two. And then in one of the shots where it's showing the people watching, they're in the scene. Like they're, Oh yeah. On the, yeah. They're, you know, watching along with this guy. I don't know who the other guy is, but, um, so I always thought that was kind of cool. And then, um, but, but like you said, it, it's just such a well paced scene and you're sitting there and then, and then, you know, like he, like he finishes the first time, you know, prematurely and you're like, and then you think the scene's over and it's like, no, 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 I can, I've got more. So then, <laughs> so then, you know, it goes to this whole thing. And then it happens again. And then he goes to school and all these people are, you know, holding up, you know, two fingers or yeah. two thumbs up. And, um, they, they did a, they did, they just did a very good job of 
taking something that I think, especially as as a young adult or high school kid, it's very awkward, and they made it very relatable. You know, they're basically saying everybody has these same kind of hiccups or holdups before they get used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and how do you think that um, – so, you know, looking back on the movie now, you know, we've kind of been doing this since it's like our back-to-school month. Like, how do you think that – you kind of alluded to this at the very beginning that you thought it did this perfectly, but I'll just ask you again. How do you think that the uh, they did all the high school stuff? Like, so, you know, a lot of times these movies can – they can be good, but, like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know about that, I don't know about that. How do you think they did, like, the day-to-day, like, kind of putting you in the, the you know – Everything else surrounding it, the school setting, the everything. Did you think, I think they did, I think really they did it about as good as you can do it? I yeah. think that they really nailed kind of the, they kind of went into like the different clicks a little bit, but they didn't overdo it. They didn't sit here and go, oh, and this section is this. The only really group that they did that for was like the jocks and the band, yeah. uh, band nerds or whatever. And, but other than that, I don't, I don't think that they overplayed that, which was smart. And they did a really good job of finding people that look like they would be in a relationship. So um, Kevin and uh, I can't remember um, Tara Reed's character's name, but they look like they would be a couple. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to like the house party scenes at Stifler's, those are very, I, I thought those were very accurate. You know, they didn't, I think what gets a lot of movies like this in trouble is they overdo the party scenes. They make the, they make the parties like so outlandish and so outrageous that it kind of pulls you out of the movie a little bit. Yeah. And this movie doesn't do that. So I, in my opinion, I, I remember watching this in high school. I was going into my, I was going into my senior year. It was the summer before my senior year. And I just remember thinking like, this is exactly how. High school is the only thing that kind of irritates me still is when they would show Finch like setting up a a little putting green in the middle of school and doing his little. And I'm just like, I'm not sure that anybody would do that. But again, you know, maybe yeah. there are. And I think that also, you know, again, you kind of have the hindsight because now we've 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 been with the characters for four movies. So like a lot of times, I want to make sure I'm talking about American Pie, not the whole because now like you know you see characters evolve but like yeah that's the to me that's the only character that like i didn't and he did a good job with the with the performance but um finch was the one character that was the least accessible for me like i didn't really know a whole lot of people like finch and i didn't really you know that that was probably the character that i could have you know if if you had to force me to be like all right what character could you have done without you know it'd probably been him but then when you look back on it and you've seen the other movies, I think they really did a good job in the other movies, like making Finch more like um, deeper, I guess you could say, like kind of more like uh, well-rounded, you know, especially when it gets to reunion and all that different stuff. So again, I think that with this movie in particular, I like how they stuck with the group of guys going through school and they didn't, and they didn't make every character that they interacted with just a, throwaway character it was like they were rich characters and but i like how it's still at the end of the day it focused on that friendship of those guys you know and that was what i thought was really successful about the movie is like you said 
it was a raunchy sex comedy, but it also had a lot of good character moments within that group of friends. And I think that's why it's, they've been able to do four of them. Well, and it's, um, it, it, to me, it just had all the elements of a movie that would come out during the nineties. You know, one of the biggest things that I remember from movies like that is soundtracks. Like every major, every teen movie had all the same like artists, maybe just different songs from those artists, but they were almost kind of known for their soundtracks. You know, everything came with a soundtrack that you could go and buy in like a music store the day after it came out. And this is kind of the same thing. You know, you have uh, Blink-182 and then you have Bare Naked Ladies is in there. And so it was just kind of a, and hearing those songs when I, because I, I rewatched this last night, what are hearing those songs and watching the movie, it really brings you back to kind of that era of what was going on musically. And, and, you know, it, it's just kind of a cool thing to go back and revisit. Yeah. But it's not a dated movie either, which is no. good because other than like the computer scene and like, you know, obviously with like the advancement in cell phone technology, all this different stuff, like, it, it it's kind of I think it's entered in again you don't know this until you know 30 40 years like you just don't know totally if it's going to be like a timeless movie or not but again it's still relevant people still talk about it it's in that pantheon of like big time high school movies like when you think about like the the big group of high school movies especially rated R high school movies you you're going to think about American Pie it's kind of cemented its legacy as that um, so especially for that decade, um, it's one of the defining, you know, I, I would say it's one of the defining movies of the, of the whole, you know, cause that was kind of the last part of the nineties. And so that's kind of a cool, a cool way to end the decade is with like a really good high school movie. Yeah. Um, something else that it kind of created is the term MILF up until that, I don't think anybody really knew what that was. And then, you know, you hear John Cho's character talk about Stifler's mom. And, and again, a, a 15 second clip that people were quoting for years after that movie came out, you know? So it just had so many great quotes, so many great moments that I, I do think it'll, when people think of high school comedies, it it's going to be in the top of people's uh, minds for, for a very long time. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, thanks for joining me today. And uh, appreciate your time. And thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought. If, you, if you're if you not so high on this movie as we are. I, I love this movie. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, I think Justin, probably not as high on it as I was. Just because, again, I was able to see it in theaters and, you know, it is a different experience going through high school at the time that it comes out. It, you're just going to see. No, it I really like this movie too. And like I said, I mean, I think that it's cool that they've made multiple ones that you can kind of, you know, it's kind of like a time. It's kind of like a timeline of like, you know, it's kind of cool to revisit it. at different times in your life. And like, you know, I think that a new audience that discovers that are going to have the same type of thing where like, as they grow older, they got each, each movie kind of defines a certain aspect. Well, of and life. I was going to say, this is kind of my high school movie where super bad was kind of your high school movie. Well, yeah, yeah. Because it, it does help when you can talk about it with your friends and you can go see it with your friends. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this movie was made for. was like, you want to go with your high school friends on a Friday night after yeah. school to go see it. And that's what you're all going to be talking about on Monday. Yeah.
Well, thanks again, uh, everybody, for listening, and hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time.